Hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, there's something in Psalms when we read and we get to hear David crying out in times of help, in times of desperate times. And one thing that I give good props to David is after all the circumstances he's been, after the attacks he's received, after people calling him out and after people just belittling him, he still has enough faith to pursue and enough faith to never give up on God. Matter of fact, he leans unto God during the times of struggle. He leans unto God during the times of fogginess. For instance, in my life, I have had times where I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to do. I was completely baffled and I was lost and I was pleading and I was thinking, Lord, where are you, Lord? I need you. I need your countenance. And with this in mind, we're going to read a couple Psalms, uh, full, full chapters of Psalms, and we're going to get a better understanding of going through the storms. With this in mind, we're going to start off with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Lord, may you help us and guide us as we continue the day. Help us to be obedient unto you. Help us to be merciful unto your name because you are a mighty God. Lord, we love you so much. We're so blessed to be called your children. May you guide us through those times of uncertainty, times of struggleness, and times of pleading, Lord. Lord, we look at what we have done in our past and we're lost. And help us not to get lost. Help us to look unto you during times of fogginess, Lord. We look at David and how he is a beacon of hope, how he lived the the times of struggle, how he never gave up on you, how he praised you while being persecuted. And in in your Father's name we pray, amen and amen. So in Psalms 103, it reads, verse 1, Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? The crowns you will the crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his way to Mo- ways to Moses. He deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Now, I want to stop there just for a second. Slow to anger. That is one thing that I wish I was good at. Because I'm always a fast person. I'm always a person uh, out of reaction. I'm always one person that has to react immediately if something doesn't go my way. And I do get upset. But I can guarantee you, though, the Lord is slow to anger. And he is um, abounding in love. But there will be one day when you think that you can blaspheme the Lord all you want. And he's going to show that love. He's going to show you that mercy. But I can guarantee you, when we pass away, there will be a moment in your life 
when that judgment seat comes and he shows your wrath upon you, if you do not know the Lord. That is the fact, Jack. And it's interesting because, verse 9, he will not always accuse, nor he will harbor his anger forever, or repay us according to our iniquities. Verse 11, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As our Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He remembers, or he, for he knows how we were informed, he remembers that we are dust. That is so awesome. Because even the Lord knows how he was formed, because he was formed himself in the image of God. That is so cool. Verse 15, the life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precedents. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Verse 20. Praise the Lord, you his angels. You mighty ones who do not <clears throat> who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts. You his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. And it is interesting because we continue on going through Psalms 96, jumping back a little bit. And the, again, David sings a praise unto the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Verse 1. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all his peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. That is one thing I want to hit on. The Lord, our God, is to be feared among every individual on earth. If we love him truly, we will fear him in obedience. Because the moment that we don't fear him is a moment that sin has overtaken your life. The moment we don't fear God is a moment that we have gone, our hearts are hardened and we are gone for the wrong route. For all gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are, are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Verse 7. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established, 
it cannot be removed. He will judge the peoples with equity. Verse 11, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Amen. And amen. And I absolutely love um, Psalms 42. You know, it is uh, the second book. The start of the second book. And Psalms 42, verse 1, starts off as, As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, the for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise. Among the festive throne, verse 5, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Verse 6, My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hamron, from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep, in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs in love, and at night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. Verse 9, I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Verse 11, as a concluding, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Amen and amen. I absolutely love the past chapters of Psalms we've read. Because not only have we read and impl implicated of what David was crying out and pleading, but it's interesting because in today's verse, the calm... Uh, Live each day in the calm aimed in the storm. That's our devotion for today. It kind of correlates on this. Okay. Thoughts and feelings will come like waves on the sea and seek to capsize us. No matter what. 
When these thoughts and feelings flood our hearts and minds, and like water into a boat, we are barely able to stay afloat. You may be afraid to face a new day troubled with thoughts and feelings, like three points, a strange sense that the that there is an abominable sea monster lurking beneath the surface, circling around you, or circling and waiting for an opportune moment to merge from the depths and ruin your day. So for instance, your coworker, you go to your coworker and things happen. And you are afraid because of what happened at work. You're afraid because you might have messed up at the job. You might have messed up at school. Knowing that the lurking is the boss or the dean of students or or some your parents that might is purposely capsize you. So what you're is you stay day and night. For instance, those famous phrase from your parents, wait till your dad gets home. That would put a little fear of God in me every time. Because I didn't I was afraid of what my dad was gonna do. Or but of course it's different now. The second point is the feeling that since you struggle with anxiety, there must be something wrong with you. If you are a good Christian, you wouldn't have this problem, right? I would say that pretty evident. And I state that like abundantly multiple times. You struggle with the idea that having anxious feelings or thoughts means that you are failing or that you are a failure. See, I want to emphasize you can have anxiety and still be a Christian. Just because you have anxiety doesn't mean you're not a Christian. Just because you have anxiety doesn't mean that you're broken, you're not a failure. It means that we have it means that you have something to work with. It means that you have to lean upon God even more. And during those anxious times, you have to cry and lean onto his um accordance. For instance, I suffer with anxiety and worry and fear all the time. The cool thing is I can go to my Heavenly Father at that and those moments. I can go into worship. And I can pray and the sense of peace just rolls over. Now it's a constant battle indeed. Now we continue on. And the final point is a subtitle dread of what seems to be inedible. And the temptation to do whatever you need to do to avoid dealing with it. This avoidance can take the form of keeping distracted with social media, projects, tasks, a to-do list, shopping, self-medicating, and uh, things, and the list can go on. So have you ever thought of, for instance, um, in your life, think of a moment in your life when you came up with a problem. And you thought, okay, one way I can distract my problem is by um, pushing something down the road. Um, we go and we look at a instance in my life where I was pushing my feelings. You know, I didn't think I had anxiety issues. And then what happened is I kept on doing a to-do list. I kept on avoiding it because I had said, ah, oh, that can't be me. But then what happened is, is that... It caught to the best of me and things like just boiled water. If you've ever put spaghetti in it, it boils over. And next thing you know, it goes all over and then you have a bigger problem. And I end up, it ended up causing me to go to the hospital in the emergency room because I had an anxiety attack. That's the problem. It is better to take care of things in the moment instead of uh, kicking it down the road. Because when it kicks down the road, it's not going to be, it's going to be even more worse. That, that you know, you're never going to escape 
your consequences. You're never going to escape your problems if you keep pushing it aside. Because the moment you keep pushing your problems is then you have a bigger problem. And that is something that you do not want. So overall, Jesus taught that we would, um, overall, Jesus taught that we would have trouble in this world. Each day would have trouble soon enough of its own. Not only will the world bring us trouble, but we have trouble residing within. Even when we have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and accepted him as our Lord and Savior, our sinful nature remains, and that nature is the enmity with the Spirit of God. So we don't have to go anywhere to find trouble. Trouble is within and without. This is enough to make anyone anxious. Is there any hope? You're probably asking. How can we have hope when trouble is within us? And that trouble finds, we don't have to find trouble, trouble finds us. There is hope. If you are in Christ, he is in you and you are in him. Because he lives inside of you and there can be calm within. The truth of God and his word is not only our anchor in the storm. In, in Christ, we can actually find calm in the storm. In Psalms 103, David sets a good example for us as he instructs his soul to praise the Lord and bless his name. He reminds himself who he is and reminds himself not to forget who God is. Although he is aware of his sin and his weakness, rather than fret and worry, we see him worship. We can learn from his example, how to train our hearts and minds in the storm. In fact, the way to care for our hearts is by caring for our minds. We must keep our minds fixed on the truth of God's word, because when we do this, we will begin to experience the calm of Christ. And when we go into worship, when we are having those anxious moments, those fogginess moments of life, of uncertainty. When we go into worship God, we then have the calmness that Jesus tells us. With this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you, Lord, for having the calmness in our hearts, having calm and peace. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. We understand that you love us and you care for us. May you guide us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. Give us the strength and the encouragement that we long for, because you are a merciful Father. May you bless us as we are your children, Lord. Help us to be obedient unto you. Lord, we sometimes look at our life. We've made mistakes. We might have slipped up. We might be pushing something down the road that we shouldn't be. So, Lord, I pray that you give us an encouragement, a heart of encouragement to face the battles, to face our troubles head on. Help us to lean on to you and be open about it, whether if it's getting help, professional help. And, Lord, help us to ask a heart of repentance so that we don't make those mistakes. Our hearts are purified because you died for, you died for us. May you guide us and protect us as we continue the path that you have set before us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms 
And we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.